It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Wiley. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in Friday. It is a live stream Friday, a trade deadline power rankings. Michael Lorenzen surging. One of the most sought-after pieces because, I don't know, I just feel like the White Sox and the Cardinals are going to be asking for a lot. And maybe Michael Lorenzen kind of gets in there and becomes somebody that your team is able to get on a cheaper prospect capital situation. So we have Michael Lorenzen rising. We have a very fascinating uh, conversation to have about the Mets and the Padres. Are the Mets and the Padres going to buy or sell? And is there an avenue that the Mets might go down to make it look like they're not giving up on the season by selling a couple of pieces, but still actually be giving up on the season? I think Mets fans would pinpoint that. Fans, casual baseball fans... Twins fans, Angels fans, Astros fans, Rockies fans may not see it, but Mets fans, you'll know exactly what's going on. But it'd be interesting to ponder the thought of the Padres and the Mets. Are they, what what would the market look like if they sold? Whether they announce if they're going to sell, that's a whole other thing. Or just if they sell, that'll be a interesting dynamic to infuse into our trade deadline market. So we're going to rank the top 10, I believe are the top 10. It's getting close. The the last 8, 9, 10, that spot where we're seeing names, we're seeing guys playing better. Um, but I've got a top 10 that we're going to rank the top 10, and we're going to do an Otani and a Blake Snell. Blake Snell just for fun, because we don't really know if Blake Snell is going to get dealt or not. Blake Snell just for fun. Otani even just for fun, because I think it's, most likely the scenario will play out where he remains with the Angels. But let's let's consider the possible, the most likely destinations for Snell and Otani. Welcome in, everybody. I hope you're having a great Friday. Those of you watching the replay, I hope you're having a great day, whatever day it is. I, I have one thing I want to start off with. Can can we call can we call BS on the whole some of the stuff that's coming out? One of the things I pride myself here on the channel is if I give you something or if we talk about something, it's either well thought out, it's not insane, it's not crazy, it's not unrealistic. Um, it is, I, I, I try my best not to just give you, hey, Soto's being traded, here are the 10 teams Soto's being traded to, whatever. We had a news story come out, and this on, on MLB Network, how this ends up on MLB Network, I don't understand. You have Orioles potential trade partners. Is there any world in which Logan Gilbert is going to be traded from the Seattle Mariners? That crept up in the in the news cycle this week. It's absolutely insane. It's almost irresponsible for anybody to bring up in the mainstream media, if you're at ESPN or MLB or Fox Sports or The Athletic or wherever, you have a you have a responsibility to your viewers, your subscribers, your supporters to not fill their mind with garbage 
and the whole Logan Gilbert thing, and to put this up, talking to even have Oriole potential trade partners and Yuri Perez as a possibility, it's insane. It's insane. It's irresponsible. I can't stand it. That's me on my soapbox. I, I hate seeing this stuff this time of year because it sends people down an unrealistic path thinking that, oh, we could go get Logan Gilbert or, oh, we might get Yuri Perez or, hey, we could get Logan Allen from Cleveland. It's not going to happen. I hate that it's up there. I hate that it's up there. And exactly, Devar. none of those teams are selling. Seattle's buying. Miami's buying. Cleveland could win the division. They're buying. They're not trading Logan Allen. What are they going to do? Are they going to trade Logan Allen for Cody Bellinger? I don't think so. And what, what is Seattle going to do? They're going to trade Logan Gilbert for uh, Cedric Mullins? That's not going to happen. Please, please, let's be better. Let's be better. All right, so that was up on MLB Network, and I thought it was absolutely insane. It felt like it needed to be brought up because, again, I do my best to give you guys. Now, sometimes it's underwhelming. I put my Dodgers video up yesterday. Three trades for the Dodgers. I had three guys. Lucas Giolito, it's very realistic. He's been linked to. Tommy Pham, makes all the sense in the world for Tommy Pham, but that's not sexy. I could have said Juan Soto to get the clicks up. I didn't do it. I had Jordan Hicks. Again, I could have had Josh Hader to get the clicks up. I didn't do it because I don't think those are realistic trades. I hope you guys know that I'm always thinking about that. It is important to me. Just letting you guys know where I'm at with that here on the YouTube channel and on the podcast. So let's get into the sellers let's let's run through one more time let's get through the sellers there are probably many of you watching for the first time maybe didn't see any of these streams or you're listening for the first time and this is your first time here our definitive group of sellers i think we are pretty safe on saying the white Sox, the athletics royals tigers nats cubs pirates cardinals and rockies are selling and if you're trying to figure out who they're going to be trading look at the players that are free agents at the end of this year players that if oakland the money might start to increase even if they have them uh is still in the arbitration phase somebody like ramon loriano if the money's going to start to creep up maybe they're available for a team like oakland which we know is always trying to save money but teams like detroit and the white Sox and the rockies and the cardinals and the cubs they're all going to be looking to sell in the nats Pieces that they don't have control over beyond this year. Michael, we're going to talk about that in just a minute. We're going to talk about the Padres maybe should be here. Because as of this moment, they are not. They're still buyers. That's what they put out there. That they're going to add pieces. Though they have two very enticing pieces to sell. And with the way this market is shaping up, if they trade Blake Snell, Blake Snell might be the best starting pitcher available in the market. If they trade Josh Hader, Josh Hader would hands down be the best closer, reliever on the market. But here are our buyers. Yankees, Rangers, Braves, Phillies, Giants, and Dodgers, I think sort of headline the group. I think we can see them be the most aggressive. Those, the Yankees, the Braves, the Dodgers, and the Phillies to an extent. It's World Series or bust with those teams. The Rangers, I think... If you get to the World Series, that will be an achievement. You want to win it, obviously. But the Rangers are looking to make improvement year over year. They've already done that. Uh, but I think they would be aggressive. And then I have sort of that lower tier of buyers. The Padres, the Reds, the Red Sox, the Angels, the Orioles, the Blue Jays, the Twins, the Mariners, the Astros, the Brewers, Diamondbacks, 
Rays, Mets, Guardians, and Marlins are sort of that lower tier where they will buy, but they probably will have a threshold that they might not feel comfortable going over. So I think you'll see these teams as the buyers. But as I mentioned at the beginning, considering the Padres and the Mets situation, I can't right now, kiddo. You're going to have to go get your charger. So we have the Padres and the Mets as our two teams that are most interesting because they have not announced that they are selling. They are within a, a, a one-week hot streak of being right in the wild card. The divisions are done. I don't think the Padres don't have a shot at the West. The Mets don't have a shot at these. But they're one hot week away from being in contention for a, a wild card spot. But at the same time, they're one bad week away from being completely blown out of the situation. So what do you think they're going to do? I'd love for you to comment, those of you that are live with me in the stream. I think that you have a situation where the Mets could casually, and I talked about this on the podcast, I said the Mets could casually give up on the season. They could casually sell. Trading Tommy Pham, trading David Robertson, on the outside looking in might appear to be, well, they're trading the pieces that they can. It, they're not giving up on the season. When actually, Tommy Pham has been one of their more dependable hitters. He's got an OPS of 840. He has shown that he can play in New York. He's a bat that you'd like to keep. You also have your back end of your bullpen in David Robertson. If they trade those two pieces, again, it's not Pete Alonso, it's not Max Scherzer, it, it's not any of the headline marquee name in lights guys, but it would be the Mets giving up on the season without saying they're giving up on the season if they traded those two players. So interesting to see what the Mets do, but if the Mets did announce that they're buying, could you imagine this market with Scherzer, Verlander, Fam, Robertson, the other bullpen pieces. It would be such an infusion of, of, of talent into our trade market. And the Padres on the same front. If they announce that, all right, we are taking offers on Blake Snell. We're taking offers on Josh Hader. We don't want to trade Juan Soto, but if the right offer comes along, we will entertain that trade. I mean, we know how this works at this time of year. These, these GMs are getting calls on everybody and they're having conversations. But you could see a, we're going to do the top 10 in just a few minutes. Half of the top 10, five, we, 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 we would see Hader, we would see Snell, we would see Soto. A third, at least a third of the top 10 would be Padres players. And if the Mets announced that they were selling, we would probably populate half of the top 10 with Mets and Padres. How they go will be an interesting uh, situation here over the next couple of weeks. Bolts, I see your comment. I hate being a Rays fan right now. What is going on with the Rays? Since they started the season on that 13-game winning streak, they're like seven games over 500. The Rays are in an interesting spot, and they now, as a fan of an AL East team, I feel better about the situation that we're in. They, 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 you can you, you can beat them because uh, the Rays are now losing games at home, something they weren't doing much of uh, earlier in the year. So 
this is something that is interesting to keep an eye on. Mets and Padres, what do they sell? Will they sell? Will they announce that they're selling? How this plays out over the next 10, 11 days is going to be really something to see. All right, let's get into our Trade Bay Power Rankings. This is where we left off. It has been since uh, almost a month ago, and I'm going to hop back into the screen now. It's been about a month, and you see we have an extensive light goal. I'm going to update that. That is from an old uh, an old video. I actually meant to update that earlier. So we are going to adjust that light goal down to something that's a little bit more attainable while we're, while we're live. So let's try to get to 100 likes while we're alive here in our live stream on YouTube. Let's go. So you've got a Trade Bay Power Rankings that when we last got together to venture down this road, we had... Lynn, Flaherty, Hendricks, Erod, Bellinger, Chapman. It's been that long. Bieber, Montgomery, Giolito, and Stroman. We had removed Shohei Otani from the conversation. Um, we had Bieber and Chapman in the conversation. But as we know, things are going to change. We have to take some guys off the board. And we're going to be removing, obviously, a role this Chapman because he has been traded. So he's no longer an option. And we have Shane Bieber getting injured, really reducing the likelihood of him getting traded. So we pull Shane Bieber off the board as well. So we have two to add to our power rankings. And we're going to put Shohei Otani back in. The Angels are saying they are listening to offers. It is unlikely that a trade goes down. But we are in a situation right now where the Angels have said we're listening. So that means if the right offer comes along, they may pull the trigger. So we're going to add Shohei Otani back in. And we're also going to add Michael Lorenzen in. Michael Lorenzen had been just outside of the top 10 when we were going through this uh, weeks, week, weeks back. But with how well he's been pitching, I think it is fair to get him in there. Adam Kirk, question coming in. Who do you think the Cardinals need on my team? We need more people. Adam, you have to trade the guys that are leaving at the end of the season, free agents. That's your Paul DeYoung, your Tyler O'Neill, your Jordan Montgomery. Though, there's some word on Montgomery. They may not want to trade him because they can give him, a, they can attach a qualifying offer to him. Uh, but you, if the right offer comes along, you got to look at it. Jack Flaherty's got to go. All of those pieces need to be traded for prospects, guys that can help you rebound. If you can get a guy, the closer to the major league level, the better. Because maybe you have a guy that can help you next year. Because the Cardinals, we know, are going to be right back in. That's why they're not going to trade Goldie. They're not going to trade Arenado. Because they're going to expect to be back in the mix next year. So if you can get a guy that can help you next year for, for one of those, then that's great. So here is who we're adding in. Again, Otani and Lorenzen, we're going to add to the power ranking. So let's, and then after, we're going to hear our, we're going to see our board right here clean and clear and ready to be filled those of you listening on the podcast we'll do our best to 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 keep this along uh, so that you're able to follow along as well after we do our trade bait power rankings we're going to do the blake snell power rankings four teams that could go for blake snell and the otani power rankings the four teams that we think could be in on show otani and a lot of this is going to be interactive you guys are going to have a chance to weigh in on this so let's get started with the power rankings for those players that are available, let's start at number 10. And he's almost he's almost coming out because the injury, I don't know if he's even going to be back. You could trade players that are hurt in on the IL, but 
there's a lot of relievers that are starting to creep up on this guy's current standing as, in my opinion, the best reliever that would be available. But I'm going to go with Liam Hendricks in at number 10 as the 10th best player that could be available at the trade deadline. The latest update on him is Wednesday he threw a simulated game. He peaked at 93.8 miles an hour, so he's working his way back, but we didn't have much more than that. We don't have a timeline on when he's going to be back, and if he doesn't get back before the deadline, the White Sox might say, let's just keep him. This is a great story. This is a feel-good story in the sport. Let's keep that guy on our team. So for that, they may end up holding on to him. And as it is, there are other relievers. There's going to be a lot of relievers available at the deadline. I mean, we're talking about Kendall Graveman is probably going to be available. Uh, you've got Barlow with the Rangers, Lawrence with the Rockies, Hicks with the Cardinals. Uh, is a, the list goes on and on. Brad Hand, uh, Julian Merriweather. There are a ton of arms that are going to be available, and they're sort of creeping up on Hendricks territory here so Liam Hendricks uh darkness he pitched like five games bro you have to go on you have to go on his career his track record that's what we're going on so Liam Hendricks is in at number 10 um number nine going to go with and I want to preface all these next couple stars we're talking about they're gonna they're, they're on like the next level down but they're fascinating in the fact that if the asking prices are too high for Marcus Stroman, Jordan Montgomery, because the Cardinals think they want to hold on to him and they want to they want to give him the qualifying offer, you may see these next couple of guys actually go sooner maybe and go for maybe more than you think they would go for. Uh, in at number nine, I've got Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn coming in at number nine, and now Lance Lynn's numbers, if you look at them, it's not great. He's got an ERA of six, a whip of 1.43, even over the last, uh, his last seven games. That's not that great either, last month and a half. But his last couple of starts, if you are a competing team and you're looking at what Lance Lynn is doing, you see Lance Lynn go out against the Angels and pitch to a victory strikeout seven you see Lance Lynn against the Blue Jays no runs allowed one hit 11 strikeouts you start to think wow we could use that go up against Seattle and strike out a ton of guys you're the Angels you're the Astros you're like he did that to Seattle we've got a couple of big games against Seattle coming up we'd like to have him around for that Lance Lynn is a very intriguing piece and is sort of down a notch in that sort of maybe maybe we'll call him uh, the, in the C plus category of the starting pitchers that are available. Lynn is going to be an interesting one for uh, for that purpose, where he could he could be somebody that because of the asking prices for some of the other guys could go sooner than rather than later. Uh, along the lines with Lance Lynn is Jack Flaherty. I've got Jack Flaherty in at number eight. Let's move Jack Flaherty into a better spot. There we go. Jack Flaherty on the season, seven and five with a 4.29 ERA. But in the month of July, an ERA of 1.45. It's only three starts, but it is momentum that is going to boost his trade value. So I've got Jack Flaherty. He's pitching better lately. The walks are under control. 
Two walks against the Yankees, two walks against Miami, three against Washington. But he's avoiding those five and six walk outings. So I think Jack Flaherty is an interesting player that may be more likely to go than Jordan Montgomery because Jordan Montgomery, again, the Cardinals maybe want to attach the qualifying offer. So let's go, let's go Flaherty at number eight. After Flaherty, now is where I'm going to ask you guys who you want more. And it comes down to these two. And they're both they're both Detroit Tigers. Who would you want more? And this is going to give us our 7-6 ranking. Lorenzen, who was unranked before, or Erod? I'm going to put the poll out right there for you guys to chime in and, and again, decide how 7-6 is going to go. Michael Lorenzen is rising quickly up the board in the month of July. He has not allowed a run. Three starts, no runs allowed. Now, Oakland and Kansas City were two of those starts, and then at Seattle. So the Seattle start was impressive. Kansas City and Oakland, we kind of expect you to shut those two teams down. But he's been pitching well this year, a 3.49 ERA overall. Not a high K rate. Not a high K rate. He throws a ton of pitches. Fastball, slider, changeup, sinker, sweeper. Every now and then he'll break out a cutter or a curveball. But he's got great fastball spin. 89th percentile fastball spin for Michael Lorenzen, which we all know makes your fastball a little bit more deceptive. So... That is good on Michael Lorenz. Also a very good walk rate. So Michael Lorenz is a good one. After Michael Lorenz, we've got Erod to consider. And Erod sort of took the league by storm, it felt, at the beginning of the season with how well he was playing for the Tigers. But went down, had that finger pulley injury. Last two times out. Showing what he can be. His first start back from injury was against Oakland. That was a rough one. But then at Seattle and at Kansas City, last two times out, Erod looked good again. And if you're the Tigers, I think you have to trade Eduardo Rodriguez because he's going to walk. Eduardo Rodriguez is in 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 position where he controls his future. He has sure four more years on his contract, but he can opt out at the end of the season, which makes it more likely that. He's going to leave, try to find more money somewhere else, and maybe get into a, a, a better situation because the Tigers, when they signed him and they signed Javi Baez, looked like they were going this way. But they have gone that way, and it's not going to work. Based on the poll, I want to see where you guys are at. We're going to, again, place the two. Erod is leading the way with 62% of the votes, and Lorenzen is at 38% of the votes. So that is going to end our poll, and that's how we're going to place them. At number seven, we're going to go with Michael Lorenzen. And at number six, we're going to go with Eduardo Rodriguez. So to this point, those of those listening on the podcast, 10th, Liam Hendricks, 9th, Lance Lynn, 8th, Jack Flaherty, 7th, Michael Lorenzen, and 6th, Eduardo Rodriguez. Let's get into the top five now. And for the five remaining players, it's Lucas Giolito, Jordan Montgomery, Cody Bellinger, Marcus Stroman, and Shohei Otani. So we get to a point where now that's our 
that's really our A group, and Otani's obviously the A+. We're at this A group point now where we consider Jordan Montgomery. He's been great over the last few weeks, pitching some great baseball uh, last seven starts, an ERA of 147. Montgomery's been great. Lucas Giolito has not had the same kind of performance that Montgomery has had over his last month or so. Uh, but we've seen what Lucas Giolito's done this year. He's in the top five, but I think he's probably sliding back a little bit. Uh, roughed up against the Mets last time out. Prior to that, had been on a good run in the month of June. Lucas Giolito put up a 2-3-2 ERA. His ERA in July is skewed now thanks to that eight runs over three and two-thirds against the Mets. You've got Stroman. Stroman is not pitching his best baseball right now. We saw how great he was to start the season. And now Stroman has had a couple of clunkers uh, against the Cardinals yesterday. Not a good outing. Seven innings, four walks, four runs allowed in three and two-thirds innings. Did I say seven innings? Three and two-third innings, seven hits, four runs, four walks against the Cardinals is not going to get it done. You want that start that you saw against Boston back on the 15th where he went six, one run allowed on three hits and one walk. He's sort of, you want to call it a correction, correcting back to the guy we, we, we expect him to be. Because what we had seen to start the year was the best we'd ever seen of Marcus Stroman. So between Stroman, Montgomery, and Giolito, we have a decision to make. And then, and then we have to consider Cody Bellinger because he's the bat. He's the bat in the top 10. It's crazy. Lucas... Lucas doesn't have a feeling that Otani would be traded. I'm with you. I think they're probably going to ask for too much. And at the end of the day, he probably will hold tight. But we know that they're taking offers, which means anything can happen. So, and the Angels just swept the Yankees. So the Angels are kind of back into it. My question to you guys is, I need to figure out if we need to have Cody Bellinger or the pitchers. And I want to know if you, I'm, this is how we're going to figure out the number five position. Do you want the bat in this market, which is Cody Ballinger, or one of the top starters? That's the question because the, you guys have that answer here in, in the live stream. And that is going to decide if Cody Bellinger gets parked at number five or if we're going to move him up a little bit. I think I know which way you guys are going to vote. But this is what we're going to we're going to we're going to we're going to figure this out. Here's the poll. It's on its way. You guys let me know what you think. Darkness Otani should be five. Interesting to consider. Do we weigh in the likelihood of a trade? For Shohei Otani. That's an interesting, that's an interesting one. I want to remind everybody while we're talking here to sign up for the podcast. Those of you listening on the podcast, hopefully you already have subscribed and you have turned on the automatic downloads. So you get content as soon as it is populated. But make sure those of you watching on YouTube in the live stream in the description below, you'll find the link to sign up for the Barreled Up podcast, my new podcast with Odyssey. Based on the poll, it is coming strong for the starters. And the, the bat 
is not getting much love, which doesn't surprise me. I typically, when I put these questions out there, I feel like I know which way the poll is going to go. Right now, we're at 69% starter, 30% bat. It may be difficult for that to move, which would place Cody Bellinger at the number five spot in our power rankings, which is not a bad spot to be in. But it feels like this would be right around where he would be. Ratchet, you have Belly as a top three player. That's Ratchet's opinion. And I respect that. Anybody that wants to have Belly as a top three, I respect that. On the season, Bellinger's got an 887 OPS with 12 home runs over his last seven games. He's hitting over 400, slugging 778. So Bellinger's playing some really good baseball right now. And we'll revisit this one more time before the trade deadline. Maybe he does creep into the top three based on our live voting. So it looks like we're going to go Bellinger at number five. And now we're going to go with these pitchers. And I'm going to say this. It's really between Giolito and Stroman at this point because of how good Montgomery's been pitching. I'm inclined to go Giolito 4 because at Giolito's height this season, it is not even close to Stroman's height this season. And don't want to make fun of Stroman's height, but it's there if you want to run, run that through in your own mind. But you've got Lucas Giolito has pitched, has had times where he pitched really well again. I think his best stretch was back in June when he pitched to an ERA in the twos, I believe that was, right? Looking at my notes real quick, 2-3-2 ERA in June. That's the best we saw him. Marcus Stroman went on a run for about 10 starts where he was just lights out. So Stroman's peak this season is higher than Giolito's peak. So for that, with the two of them kind of maybe recorrecting back to their career norms as of late, I'll put Giolito at four, and I'll put Stroman at three. Stroman is a very interesting piece, and I think a lot of a lot of you out there want him on your team. I just need to highlight, and this is the importance of how well Jordan Montgomery has pitched lately, because Jordan Montgomery has been amazing. Again, Jordan Montgomery's going on a run right now. Over his last seven starts, he's 4-0 with a 1-4-7 ERA. You've got a pitcher that travels well. You saw him last year go from St. Louis to the New York Yankees and pitched well. No trouble moving from one spot to the next. And if you're on an American League East team trying to go and get Jordan Montgomery, which we know all five of them are going to be buying, his familiarity in the American League East could weigh a factor here. If you are the Blue Jays or the Orioles or the Rays or the Red Sox and you have a big game coming up against the Yankees, how juiced would Jordan Montgomery be for Montgomery to be on the mound against the Yankees? More motivated. So I've got Montgomery in at number two, edging out over Stroman just because we've seen Montgomery over the last month, month and a half, really lock in and has been pitching phenomenally. I think it's more likely that Stroman gets dealt than Montgomery that's more about, though, the Cardinals may not want to trade him because of the qualifying offer uh, opportunity that they have with, with Jordan Montgomery. And then number one is, of course, Shohei Otani. Otani is the number one trade bait 
and he's really not bait right now because they're not really dangling him. But the number one player that is out there that a team is listening on that might be traded, I think Shohei Otani, if he gets traded, would would, would, would shake the earth. It would be earth-shattering to see Shohei Otani on the move. I think if you're trying to find where he could be traded to, I identify a East Coast team. Yankees are my target on that because it may be your only opportunity to get him to the East Coast. Those West Coast teams may not be willing to part with the prospects that it would take to get him because, because you'll, sign, you'll have the better chance to sign him in the offseason. So why would you give up these pieces if you know he's going to end up in free agency anyway? You'll have an opportunity to have all those prospects that the Angels want. You keep them, and you'll have as good a shot to sign him as all the other teams that are on the West Coast, if that's his preference. So, and, and, and that would be interesting, Fungi. Uh, Otani and the Braves would be interesting, but that doesn't feel like a, an Alex Anthopoulos-type trade. Let's get to more to our content, more to our show today, is a Blake Snell power ranking. And then after the Blake Snell power ranking, we will revisit Otani and we will consider the four teams and rank the four as to where he could be traded. Same thing with Blake Snell. And we're going to start with Snell. Blake Snell is an interesting player. Now, yesterday, Blake Snell was out saying he wants to remain in San Diego. He wants to stay in San Diego. So that is going to be an interesting element. So let's get to Blake Snell and the teams that could be buying on Blake Snell. I want you guys to comment in the live chat where you think Blake Snell might wind up. We have to consider teams. Blake Snell's not going to be cheap because, again, if he ends up officially out there, you're going to see a lot of teams in on him. He could be the number one pitching player available in the market. So you have to consider what teams are aggressive as well so somebody like the reds as great as that would be i don't see them being that aggressive giving up those types of pieces to get somebody like blake snell i also don't think the orioles would be that aggressive to go for blake snell but who knows i will see here in the chat i'm looking in the chat i see o's i see reds i see phillies bolt you've got the rays lucas snow has reds or blue jays we have to also consider, and I think remove, we have to consider the fact that there are other NL West buyers, but certainly Snell's not going to the Dodgers, the Giants, or the Diamondbacks. I don't see I, I don't see a division rival trade taking place. So we cross off any of those NL West teams from the conversation. In fact, I'm gonna just remove them all together. So we'll remove the Dodgers, we'll remove the Diamondbacks. We'll remove the Giants. We'll remove San Diego because while I think the odds are maybe in favor of him staying in San Diego, this is for fun. We're trying to figure out if he gets traded, where he goes. So let's move San Diego out of the equation as well. What about the Rangers? What about the Rangers as a possible destination? Uh, we're going to remove the Cubs because really we have them more listed as a seller at this point. I don't see the... Mariners with the prospects so we're going to remove the Mariners from the conversation they have the pitching anyway 
The Rangers are an interesting one. I'm going to have the Rangers on the board. I think the Rangers have a big move in them, and I think they may go for that. Michael, you have O's, Rays, Rangers. I do. I'm, I'm intrigued by the idea of the Orioles, so we'll add the Orioles in. We have room for two more teams for this top four conversation. I see the Reds a couple times in the chat, but again, chat, the Reds, I don't think they'll be that aggressive. I think if the Reds are going to make a move, I really targeted Michael Lorenzen, but Michael Lorenzen may be, may be climbing up the board too rapidly, and, and, and the asking price may be going up. The Astros, Dominic, that is an interesting one. Does anybody else ride with the Astros on that? Vorce, you have the Phillies and Houston. I like the idea of the Phillies because the Phillies are in a very competitive situation. I like it. I like it. Let's go Phillies and let's go Astros as our four teams that we will be ranking for uh, for Blake Snell. I can't see Cle Cleveland's not going to do it. The Angels, the Angels are not going to do it. Blue Jays, I think it'll be too much for them. The Mets won't buy to that degree unless they go on a nine-game winning streak between now and the, and the deadline. Um, and even then, probably not. So this feels like it. I don't see the Rays overpaying. A lot of a lot of comments have been coming in uh, on some previous videos, some predictions that I've put out there. I don't see the Rays overpaying for these top starters that either are available or could be available. It just doesn't feel like their mo. I don't see it happening. I think there are enough relievers that the Rays could go out there because you could have a Rays rotation: McClanahan and Glassnow and Bradley. Uh, you can put together, I'm forgetting somebody off the top of my head. You can put together a piece. I can't right now, kiddo. Cool. So we have a Rays team that I don't think is going to going to be overpaying. So let's focus on these four. And that's where the question is going to go to you. And you are going to rank the four. Which team, which of these four teams is most likely to get Snell in a trade it is our question. And we will rank them by how you guys vote. Again, Rangers, Orioles, Phillies, and Astros are the teams that you guys are voting for. For those listening and following along on the podcast, this would be a good trade if you can get it done for any of these teams, takes the Rangers over, takes that rotation over the top. I mean, the Rangers look like everything was going to be fine and good, but it's sort of, it just feels like with that rotation, something needs a boost. And John Gray's situation, he got hit on a line drive the other day. Don't know what that's going to lead to. Andrew Haney has not been that great. A four and a half ERA. Martin Perez, who... Last year, Martin Perez just felt like he was able to locate so perfectly. And it led to a great season for him. This year, Martin Perez has an ERA near five. So you've got Evaldi, good. You've got John Gray's been good. And Dane Dunning has stepped up. 
Wouldn't it be great to have somebody else? I feel like a Snell trade would take the Rangers over the top. It would certainly put the Orioles in the conversation as trade deadline winners. It put their rotation up there. I would love it to see the Orioles make that kind of a move. Phillies would take them over the top. Astros, the Astros, if they want to win the World Series this year, I do think they need to add a starting pitcher. They need to add one of the top starting pitchers. Whether it's a Blake Snell if he's available, whether it is Marcus Stroman, Eduardo Rodriguez, who, whoever it is, I do think they need to go and grab somebody because Christian Javier's not been as effective as we had seen. Uh, Hunter Brown is going through some, we'll call them growing pains, as a young pitcher. And you're not going to rely on the other, but you're not going to rely, I don't think, J.P. France and Brandon Belak to get you along so you need somebody to join Val. You really need somebody to be right up there with Valdez. So based on the voting, let's see how the voting is going. We have the Rangers in the lead, but it is close with the Orioles. 33% Rangers, 31% Orioles. Get your votes in. And then for the next spot down in our poll, the Phillies and Astros, it's tight there as well. So you guys keep voting. Keep voting because what I'm going to do is I'm going to populate the board with the teams. And then once we've got the teams on the board, we're going to take another look and see how it's going and make changes that we need. Again, the right now the voting goes Rangers 1, Orioles 2, Astros 3, and Phillies 4. That is what we've got in the voting. Let me make the logos a little bit larger. And then we will revisit, take a look, and see what the poll is doing and make the final changes. Rangers 1, Orioles 2, Astros 3, Phillies 4 is how the poll finished up. There's our Blake Snell power rankings. Again, for the reasons we talked about, why the Rangers need to do it, why the Orioles need to do it, if they can go get somebody like Blake Snell. And if it's not Blake Snell, if it's Marcus Stroman, Jordan Montgomery, they need to go get it done. Let's get to an Otani power rankings. This could be a little bit more fun. Where's Otani going? What do you like for Shohei Otani? Comment. Those of you that are live, you're watching the replay. Where is Otani going? Now, what we're doing, we're entering, we're, we're, we're entering a realm where Otani gets traded. So what that means is we're taking the Angels off the board. We're entering a realm where he's traded. So suspend any Otani trade disbelief. Just jump right in right now. The pool, it's warm. It feels good. Otani's getting traded. That's where you need to be. That's where your mindset needs to be right now. So if he's getting traded, where's he going? Robert with the Dodgers. We already have a report out that it wouldn't be the Dodgers. So we have to remove the Dodgers. I think that we... Are we going to remove any other NL West teams? I think we will. I'm going to remove the Rangers. I'm going to remove the Mariners. I cannot see. I'm going to remove the Astros. I cannot see the Astros, the Mariners, the Rangers, any of those NL West teams parting with top prospects that the Angels will then have to go against them with for years to come, especially when you know Otani may only be a rental. Uh, both the Otani race thing wasn't it was a Robbie Hyde who was talking about the Rays getting Otani that would be amazing but again it does not feel like 
a situation that the Rays would go down. It just if the Rays were a little bit more aggressive when it comes to a little more risk averse or or, or risk tolerant is the way I want to go. If if they were a little bit more risk tolerant with their prospects and, and just dealing them out, that would be one thing. But the Rays go the other way. They wait for the player to be developed and give them a couple seasons, and then when the money starts to creep up, then they sell. Then they trade them. So the Rays go a different direction. Uh, John, Orioles are a sleeper. I saw some word out this week. There were some articles and some reporting about Orioles and Otani, and are the Orioles being overlooked? I can say from a from what I am familiar with when it comes to this ownership and this front office, I would be very surprised to see the Orioles there. It's fun to talk about and 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 think about, but I can't see it. I just can't see it. I think, and can you say, or, or, or uh, Curly Fry, you have the Jays are probably out. And thank you to some subscribers here. The alert's not running anymore, but I still do see it on the feed. Joshua Rowe, thank you for subscribing. Lance Miller, thank you for subscribing. Welcome to Ball Cap Nation, everybody. Thank you guys for hopping in. I feel like, and this is where I get, it's interesting. If the Cardinals were a good team, that's the only trade I could see from Seth. Fair. It, it, they're all difficult to pull off. But there are a couple teams. The New York Yankees are one. Now, the Yankees are in an interesting spot because they're in the middle of a, a, they're in the middle of a tough time right now. They're in the middle of a losing streak. This is a team that may now consider an Otani trade as, well, we don't view ourselves as a World Series team. We need more than one guy. We need to go out and trade for three or four guys if we want to have a shot. Just trading for Otani and partying with all these prospects, that's not going to get us over the hump, which is crazy to think. But look, Otani on the Angels hasn't gotten the Angels over the hump. So the Yankees, their even more recent swoon Kind of screws this up for me. But I'm still putting the Yankees in here because Otani may want to go to the West Coast and stay on the West may want to stay on the West Coast. Let me rephrase that. And if you want to have a shot to land him, if you're an East Coast, if you're not on the West Coast, the only way for him to give your team a real shot in this upcoming offseason would be to trade for him now expose him to your fan base your team the feeling of going for it with those teammates with that fan base and i think about new york as one of those teams you put him in pinstripes you have him feel that crisp october air going for it in the postseason that's a that's that that feeling may be enough to have otani say you know i didn't think i wanted to go to new york but i kind of do after that so yes mr agent let's let's give the yankees a fair shot otherwise they may not have a chance so then with that same thought in mind if you are a team on the west coast do you part with the prospects because you know he's going to put your geographical territory high on a pedestal and you're going to have just as good a shot as the dodgers the, the, the Padres, the Dodgers, the Giants, the Mariners, the Angels again to try to bring him back. Any of those teams on the West Coast will have an equal shot to get him. So figuring this all out is it is an interesting thing. So so the Yankees are on the board. I would put 
I want to put the Mets. Mets fans, I want to put you in the in the Final Four, but I can't right now. Five or six games below 500, whatever it is, I can't do it because the the the, the same thought process I have for the Yankees, I would have for the Mets, but the Mets are too far out of it right now, so I can't do it. Interesting. Somebody just commented about Phillies. Who's that? Ratchet with the Phillies. That's an interesting one. I have to think about the prospects. I do think they could swing the prospects together or the, just the young talent together to get it done. So you know what? Ratchet, I had not thought about the Phillies. Bolt, you like the Phillies too? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hayden, I think it's there. I had not thought about the Phillies until the comments in the chat right now. So yes, Phillies in the Final Four. Yankees and Phillies in the Final Four. All right, Cincinnati will not be that aggressive. Let's remove Cincinnati. The Cubs are out. Let's remove them. The Guardians, that is not their MO. That's out for the Guardians. Now we're down to these East Coast teams, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, the Orioles, Miami. Miami, they are, that's not their MO. The other element that I consider here is, are you in a World Series or bust kind of situation? If you are in World Series or bust mode, that increases your likelihood of trading for Shohei Otani, in my opinion. Uh, Brandon, AJ Smith, Schauber, and Vaughn Grissom with some prospects. Yeah, you know what? The Braves, <laughs> if, if, if the asking price is not astronomical to an unrealistic level, if it's astronomical to a realistic level, maybe the Braves could get that done. Maybe the Braves could get it done. The question about the Orioles has to be: Do they think that they're a world? Do they think they're a World Series team? Do they think that this team wins the World Series with Shohei Otani? Is the question. Uh, Fungi, you've got Braves and O's to add in here. Brewers should be out. I agree with you on that. Brewers out. I feel like it is against the Rays' MO. I know that there's some hype behind the Rays, but it just doesn't feel very Raysy to go and get done. So I'm going to remove the Rays. I'm going to remove the Mets because they're just not in it. The Diamondbacks could. I'll be honest. The Diamondbacks do have the pieces, and if they feel like this is their shot, maybe they could. So we're down to the Jays, the Red Sox, the O's. Yeah, Rams fan. I, I keep I keep Arizona on the board here. Red Sox and D-backs could be sneaky. No doubt about it, the Red Sox have prospects that they could part with. They most definitely do. But would you put together a package with Brian Bayo? Because that may be what it takes. Brian Bayo and Blaze Jordan and, and players like that. Keep hitting that like, everybody. Our like goal is only 100. Uh, we are at 98 right now. I think we could blow past that. I'd love to see... How much of a jump we could make. Try to see how far beyond 100 we could get. And again, to those of you that are with me live, I do appreciate you hitting the like goal because just like that, we are over. Keep hitting that like. We'll adjust the goal and get, see if we can get to 150 before we're off stream. So, Bolt, yeah, I think Padres wait until free agency. I think San Francisco waits. It's not a San Francisco Giants it's thing to do either. So we move San Francisco out. We remove... San Diego, because San Diego just can't. Oh, my God. AJ Preller, could you imagine scraping around and finding the rest of the prospects that teams covet and basically trade them for Otani after dealing them away for everything that he's done? So I think we removed the Padres. So we're getting there. We need two more teams. And we have a handful here between Boston, Baltimore, Toronto, Arizona, and Atlanta. 
I don't think the Blue Jays would do it. I think that it's a fun dream, but this is not that organization's MO. Again, so we're down to four. Uh, John, who could you choose to manage the Yankees? I think everyone is on the table. Uh, that, John, it's a great com a great question, a great conversation starter. I'm going to stay focused on this, I, but I, I, I do think that there's there's a deeper conversation to be had that I, I just can't get into at this point. So we're going to eliminate two of these teams. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you pick the last two. Who should be the last two? I know I misspelled should, but just bear with me. Oh, Red Sox. Who are the last two to get in here? I'm typing fast, so I'm I'm misspelling half of this stuff. It's 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 fun. D-backs and Braves. You guys choose the last two. Who should be the last two that we let in here? Brandon would put the Braves in. Bolt Boston won't get him. I agree with you on that. So don't vote for the don't vote for the Red Sox then. This is probably going to just be Braves. Uh, Anthony, when you get a chance, is there a way you could please read my comment above? Anthony, Anthony Manzaro, I am scrolling through trying to find that comment. Does it make sense for the Marlins to go after Otani because don't they have what the Angels need for their system? Uh, doesn't it make sense for the Marlins? It does, but it's not, it's not the Marlins' way, in my opinion. And I don't know if the Marlins feel like Otani makes them World Series winners. That needs to be considered as well. Do, do, do you think your front office looks at Otani as the missing piece? And I don't know if Miami, if they seriously look at themselves, would part with their prospects if they're not an Otani away from winning the World Series. Part of this is, are you in World Series mode? Part of this has to that has to be considered. Uh, we have the O's and the Braves and the Diamondbacks as the lead three. We are looking to eliminate. We're going to take the two teams that get the highest vote percentage and advance them on. Looks like the O's are going to be one of those teams. We're going to give it another few seconds, and we're going to have to pick one between the Braves and the Diamondbacks. It is close between the Braves and the Diamondbacks, 29% to 26%. Get your votes in those of you with me live, if you haven't yet, I'm going to have to. It is tight between the two. It is tight. It is tight. I am going to end the poll, and let's see how it finished. Let's see how it finished. Waiting for the poll results to come in. It is the Braves, 27% over the Diamondbacks at 25%. So those are the final four for our world of Shohei Otani being traded. That's where we're at. And again, I'm going to let you guys in the live chat make the final decision. Where does Otani go from these four? Where would he go? Yankees, Phillies, Orioles, Braves. You guys are going to make that choice out of these four. That's where we're picking. Tyler, Giants will wait for Otani in the offseason. Why sell your farm for only two months of Otani? Exactly, Tyler. That is why we removed all of the National League, not National League, but all of the West Coast teams. We are focused on the East Coast because that is maybe your only chance to expose him to what it's like to play in New York 
or Philly or Baltimore or Atlanta and play with Ronald Acuna, Adley Rutschman, Bryce Harper, Aaron Judge. Otani may love hitting with Aaron Judge in a lineup wearing pinstripes, may love that crisp October air making a run, which would give the Yankees an act, a shot at signing him in the offseason. So part of this is it's almost like a PR ploy for geared to Otani. Um, it's almost like an acceptable form of tampering to trade for Otani because, it's again, it's the only way, only way to get him exposed to your fan base, your franchise, your clubhouse, your team, that feeling. Uh, Darkness, Blue Jays acquire Hennessy's Cabrera from St. Louis in exchange for a minor league catcher, Sammy Hernandez. Did that happen? Did that happen right now? I'm just checking Twitter to see if there's anything. It have to. If it does happen, I need you to uh, to to tweet or, or or put that in the comment where where it's from, so I can find that real quick. Uh, but I do think that those kind of trades are going to be out there. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Sergio Rules, thank you for the super chat. Strider for Otani, but gain a DH for the run. And that wouldn't happen, Sergio. Strider's never getting traded. Strider for Otani, I don't see it happening. gain a DH for the run. You guys are with me on the Yankees at 40%. Orioles are at 28%. Braves at 17. Phillies at 16. That is how we're looking. We're going to populate the board with those three and then go from there. We'll adjust it one final time and maybe that'll give us our final look. There we are. How's it looking? Yankees, Orioles, Phillies, Braves. That's it. That is going to be it. Braves did get over on the Phillies. Braves at 17%, Phillies right there at 15%. So that is our power ranking for Otani, Yankees, O's, Braves, and Phillies. Uh, for those of you watching live, I'm going to hop off at this moment. Those of you watching the replay will hang out for a few minutes. Thank you guys for coming in and spending some time with this one, and I'll catch you next time. All right, guys, those of you that are live, I wanted to make sure we cut right at that one-hour mark. So those of you that are still here, those of you listening on the podcast, too, I'll keep this up. Those of you live, this will stay up. Those of you watching this like three hours later in the day, well, you won't see this part because it'll probably be cut at this point. Uh, let's see, Bolt, you have Phillies over Braves 100%. That got tight. That was very tight at 17, 15, and 16%. 16% Braves, 50% Phillies, so that was tight. Yankees won, Orioles two. I just feel like that's the way that the Yankees would 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 roll. I think that is how the Yankees would go. Here's the interesting part, uh, Daniel, about the Phillies and needing a designated hitter. With Bryce Harper starting to play first base, that opens up the DH spot for the Philadelphia Phillies. Go look at the lineup. Go look at the fan grass depth chart. That opens up a spot where now if Bryce is playing first, your outfield is Cassianos, Marsh, and Schwarber. Bryce is at first. DH is whoever you want it to be. It could be Otani. It could be CJ Crone. It could be Cody Bellinger. It could be uh, Paul DeYoung. Whoever. You get my point. That DH spot opens up. I like the idea of CJ Crone the most of everybody I just mentioned there for realistic purposes. I think that 
the Phillies with Harper going to first, as long as he can handle the position, it works. And on top of that, if it doesn't work, we saw Schwarber play first base for the Red Sox when he was on that run with Boston. You could put Bryce, once Bryce can throw, if he can this season, uh, you could put Bryce in the outfield and Schwarber to first base in October if that's what you need to do. But who knows? We we gotta we gotta see Bryce throw first. We don't we don't know um, you know what his arm strength is going to be. Uh, Braves don't appear to be interested in signing in resigning Freed so he could go home to California as part of the trade. That's an interesting one, Dan. And I, I think that um, Max Freed right Max Freed would have been signed at this point. I do believe there was an opportunity to sign him. Max may have said, no, I want to go home. The Braves may have said, well, we're focused on what, however we got to this point, Max is not going to be one of those young players that gets the extension before free agency. It's not going to happen. I do see him going to California. You could send him to the angels. Sure. That's a very interesting piece, but I feel like if you're going to win the world series, if you're the Braves, again, you're looking at Otani being the guy that makes you a World Series favorite. And the Braves are already the favorite, probably, at this point, if not one of the two or three favorites. Otani, you need to have Freed with with Otani to keep that in place, in my opinion. You would want to have uh, Freed, Strider, Otani, Morton as your rotation, maybe Elder over Morton, however you want to do it. One of those guys shifts to the bullpen to just further enhance the bullpen so i think you would probably hold on to max freed in a scenario where otani and where the braves and the angels are, are executing a trade somebody had it earlier you know the vaughn grissom the and pick you know one or two of the braves pitching prospects and maybe you go a little bit deeper into the braves prospects you know closer to that 25 to 30 range i think you can pull it off if you're the angels you have to consider this he's going to leave See, this is what's what's interesting is this. If the Angels don't make the playoffs, Otani's going to become a Otani's becoming a free agent no matter what. If you can't make the playoffs, your chances of re-signing the of Otani are, are so drastically reduced. If they make the playoffs, he's still going to become a free agent, but your chances of re-signing him are much greater. If you're not going to make the playoffs, and you are not going to have a shot to re-sign him because you didn't make the playoffs, I think you have to trade him. I think you have to. I think it's it's it would be foolish not to. I can understand why they may be hesitant. We have the best player maybe in, in the last you know 75 years, maybe ever, on our team. How do we trade him? We can't. We don't want to be looked back. That's a lot of pressure too, by the way. That's a lot of pressure just in general. So we'll see what ends up happening. All right, I wanted to go an extra five minutes for you guys live and for those of you watching on the podcast. Do appreciate you guys coming in, stopping by, spending time with the channel. Those of you on YouTube, make sure to hit the like on the way out. Those of you listening to the podcast, make sure to subscribe and turn on the automatic downloads. And would love for you guys to rate and review the podcast. Uh, should I check Twitter right now, Tyler? Let me see. What do we have going on here? Is there anything happening? Did, did you send me something or did something break? This is one of those things that certainly breaks. Dodgers are the only NL West team pursuing White Stark starter Lucas Giolito. Sources say the D-backs have inquired about Giolito as well. That is from John Morosi about 26 minutes ago. And 
Wait, why did Ben Nicholson Smith tweet a boy? Oh boy. Ranking Blue Jays trade deadline needs from extra arms to righty bats. He's got a picture of Andrew McCutcheon. Um, Naga, Naga, not gonna happen. Uh, there you go. Blue Jays acquire Henesis Cabrera from the Cardinals. Somebody put it out earlier. I see that right now. Thank you. Uh, Henesis Cabrera for Sammy Hernandez. It's a nice move. Uh, I had mentioned that the Orioles needed, or the Blue Jays needed to grab a lefty arm to help support Tim Mesa, and they did that. It's a good one. I like it. I like the Henesis Cabrera trade for the Toronto Blue Jays. All right, everybody. Again, that is going to do it for this one. Guys, enjoy the rest of your Friday. Enjoy the rest of your weekends, and that's it for this one, guys. Enjoy. Thanks for coming in. Spend some time. Special surprise appearance. Daughter.